At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VEASAN's Long Shots, the world's number one golf betting show with Wes Reynolds and sometimes Matt Humans. Here is Brady Cannon. Welcome to Long Shots, the world's number one rated golf betting show right here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. I'm Brady Cannon along with Matt Brown as we dive into another week on the PGA Tour. Matt, of course, is always our guest for the Zurich Classic of New Orleans, being the LSU Tiger that he is, but kind enough to fill in for Mr. Wes Reynolds, who is out sick today. Matt, thank you for stopping by. Of course, uh, you guys handicap golf on primetime action every week, and uh, it's a pleasure to have another one of the VEASAN golf minds here in studio. Yeah, no, it's uh, great to be here. It was a another close call this past weekend. It was a, a gut-wrencher, but uh, hey, maybe we'll, maybe we'll make it back this week. Well, yeah, before we get into this week's preview of the Zurich Classic, uh, let's look back at what we saw at the RBC Heritage at Harbortown. Jordan Spieth makes up for that negligent tap-in that lipped out from seven inches on Saturday on the 18th hole. With a 5-under-66 round on Sunday, he takes it to a playoff with Patrick Cantley, and he wins it on the first playoff hole with a par, earning Jordan Spieth his 13th PGA Tour victory of his career. Yeah, it was pretty spectacular considering how poorly he had been playing really leading into this tournament. One of the guys that I was looking to fade actually in the tournament fortunately there weren't a ton of head-to-heads uh, posted against him or i would have i took billy horschel against yeah. him of course that was a loser yeah yeah and it I was mean, a pretty I was, close match yeah i was looking to i was looking to fade him as well i mean it was it was impressive from jordan i mean listen all being said he was kind of handed he was kind of handed the the tournament there shane lowry kind of choking down the stretch of course eric van royen another guy that had the tournament in you know on the back nine, had the lead and couldn't hold on to it. But listen, Spieth going out there and really the most shocking thing to me, I think, was Cantlay having the information in front of him that Jordan was short on the on the uh, of the green in on the playoff hole 
And Cantlay leaving it short as well and then plugging himself in that bunker. That was shocking to me, having that information that he didn't at least just put it dead center in there and say, like, all right, I got two putts maybe to win, at least to extend this thing. Nope, you're right. And early in his career, from 2013 to 2015, Spieth finished 9th, 12th, and 11th at the RBC Heritage. He did not play in the event again until 2019 and 2020, where he finished 54th and 68th. And you mentioned that he wasn't in good form coming in. Patrick Cantley has played here five times. He's finished third, seventh, third, and second with one missed cut. I had Patrick Cantley, and I really thought mm -hmm. I had an outright winner there. He missed a number of opportunities both on Saturday and Sunday, and ultimately I just have to settle for a top 20 finish cash rather than an outright win. I, uh, <laughs> I had... Shane Lowry, I had Eric Van Royen, I had Royen at 90, I had, I also had, which, you know, listen, didn't really have a chance of getting home or whatever, but I had Cam Davis at 225 oh, to one, too. who finished T3, so it was a pretty, it was a, it was a heartbreaker of a tournament for me, that being said, I was able to live trade it, fortunately, shout out to Boyd here in town, who did at least uh, give us live odds during the Sunday round, so I was able to live trade it and get in on Spieth at double digits, I got in on Cantlay at double digits a couple different times throughout the course of the tournament, so was able to make it to where it wasn't a complete disaster, but man, it was, uh, it was a heartbreaker for sure, two different guys leading on the back nine neither one of them getting home yeah Wes had uh Shane Lowry as well I mean we had it surrounded we've done mm -hmm. that many times uh week in and week out on the PGA Tour but unfortunately no outright winner this week so it is on to the Big Easy the Zurich Classic of New Orleans at the Pete Dye Design TPC Louisiana this has always been another traditional stroke play event on tour but in 2017 they changed the format to a two-person team event, and due to the pandemic, the tournament was canceled in 2020, so this will be the fifth edition of the team play format. I think it's a lot of fun to watch, Matt, but very difficult to handicap it. How did you approach it this week? Yeah, it is a super fun tournament, and I'm all for you know, breaking things up every now and Me then. Too. Listen, the, yeah. the weekend, week out can can get monotonous, and as us as betters, we want more fans to get involved. We want more people to be interested, and that's why I, the match play, I was like, you know, hey, look, it's kind of difficult to handicap. It's a little bit more difficult to bet, but it, it brings some excitement to the tour. Same thing with this, getting these guys out there. And listen, this is a there's a lot of good players in this field. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, For this sure. is a talented field here. And people come in to, to take a look at this. But, yeah, I mean, typically I model tournaments, you know, and, and all that. I didn't do that this week. I never do it for this tournament. Um, it doesn't really – I don't think it really plays for this one, you know. I mean, like getting getting all the stuff in there to a model that is a team event doesn't really play out for me. So I, I went in and basically just found some stats that I really liked and then just tried to find some of the some of the teams that I thought blended well with the stats that I was looking for. And that's kind of how I went about building the card this week. I, I really, you know, as a guy who really likes the stats, advanced statistics, and really likes to model these these tournaments, this one has never worked for me when I've tried to do that. So I gave it up the last couple of years. As far as correlated courses, uh, I use the American Express, where, of course, two of the four rounds are played at the Pete Dye Design Stadium course in La Quinta. Uh, you can look at other dye designs, Sawgrass, Harbortown, of course, last week, Austin Country Club, River Highlands. But I really think the stadium, course is probably the one that is most similar of course you hail from the area graduated from LSU uh, did you use any course correlations this week to TPC Louisiana I look just kind of at Pete Dye courses in general as as more of a more of a tiebreaker for me but not anything that I looked very heavily into as far as making decisions on which players that I wanted to play but I kind of looked around like 
there were some of the, you know, I even looked at Austin Country Club, TPC Scottsdale, TPC Sawgrass. I kind of looked at just kind of all these different courses like that that looks like the same similar type of play to these, to this course as well. But again, like I used it more as a tiebreaker than anything else as opposed to where I was really whittling down my, my player pool this week. This course really has always been very gettable. If you don't get the heavy winds, there's plenty of birdies to go around here. And it looks like we'll have a steady wind this week in the neighborhood of 15 miles an hour. Um, the par fives are moderate in length. The players will definitely need to take advantage of those four holes. But the par threes are very long. Every one of them over 200 yards. Did you take the uh, par threes into account into your handicap? I looked a little bit into it, but with the way that this tournament plays out, with it being the, the best ball format and then being able to alternate with three of those four par four par threes being able to uh, you can you can finagle it to where your your better long iron player, you know, right. plays and, three and of let, the four. Let me take a minute to explain mm -hmm. that in the alternate shot format, which they will do on Friday and Sunday, uh, a player is assigned to tee off on the odd number holes and the and his partner is assigned to tee off mm -hmm. on the even number holes. So it's not completely alternating like whoever makes the last shot on the prior hole then begins the next mm -hmm. hole. The who tees off on each hole is already predetermined. So like you say, I believe three out of the four par, feet, uh, par threes are odd number holes, so they're certainly going to put their best iron player on those holes. Yeah, so that's kind of how I'm. That, that's kind of how I, I looked at it a little bit, where I'm like, listen, these guys are smart enough that they're going to go out there and they're going to, they're going to get these, you know, whoever's best with the long irons on those holes as it is anyway. So you know, three is a 221 yard par three, then nine is a 207 yard par three, and then you got four, and, and then you have uh, 17, which is 215 yard par three. But again, like you mentioned, all three of the four are odd numbers so these teams are smart enough i would like to think that their better long iron guy is going to be the guy that ends up playing those holes so um again another one of those things where it was a little bit of a tiebreaker type deal for me but i think that they'll be smart enough to know how to play those things how about uh looking at these teams this week did you kind of have a strategy and, and i know typically you you model and you mm -hmm. dive into stats pretty heavy this week you know we're kind of relying a little bit more on an eye test and a gut feel mm -hmm. and, and then you also have you know some like a camaraderie factor these guys fellow countrymen playing together or if you look at the skill sets where what they really might complement each other kind of ham and egg it you know mm -hmm. one guy's really good off the tee one guy's really good with the short game did you kind of look at it that way as far as backing or fading particular teams yeah I so I went in and basically I looked at at ball striking numbers I looked at par five scoring I looked at at opportunities gained and birdie or better gain because again it's with the best ball format you want birdie makers right make i mean you get two makers. different yeah. you get two different opportunities at the hole to try and make birdie so i wanted birdie makers right i want guys that go out there and and honestly i was okay with volatility so some guys that yeah they make a lot of birdies but they also make a lot of bogeys I didn't really, that didn't really matter to me all that much mm -hmm. this week because hopefully, you know, when he's making a bogey that is his teammates there to, to help out and, and maybe it doesn't penalize as much. So I was looking for, for those birdie makers as well with, with all this. And so that's kind of how I went about it. I was like, who, who are guys that can score? Who are guys that I, I did take into effect a little bit of driving distance because this course, there's been a lot of rain down there. Mm -hmm. There's, uh, there, there's been a lot of rain down there. I saw family and stuff that live down there. All I do is complain about how much it rains all the time. So I don't expect very much run out. It's over 7,400 yards. So it's a pretty long course with, with everything. And so I did want some guys, at least one of the guys that can kind of get it out there a little bit, especially for the alternate shot 
format with everything. But but really, yeah, I was I wanted scores more than anything else. Yeah, it sounds like we looked at some similar areas. I did look at par threes. I did look at par fives. I looked at ball striking approach, that type of thing. And then I also wanted birdie makers as mm -hmm. well. And in an event like this, you you got to make some birdies for sure. Um, another LSU Tiger is Sam Burns. He is player, uh, paired with a Florida Gator in Billy Horschel this week. They teamed up last year here to finish fourth. Horschel has won this team event before playing with Scott Piercy. He's also won it when it was a normal stroke play event back in the day. Uh, Burns and Horschel are one of the favorites at 12 to 1. Did you back your fellow alum or did you stay away from the top of the board this week? Yeah, they were the shortest ones that I ended up backing, and it was just too much. It was just too much for me to ignore. With I'm with, with you. There's just too much there, right? Uh, there's too much for me to ignore. I mean, with with the course history here, and I, honestly, I think Billy Horschel, just for whatever reason, just wants this wants to win this tournament more than most people. I think he just likes right. this thing. Yeah. He just he just is is really into it more than a lot of people. And then over the last 36 rounds, again, like I was talking about, the the stats that matter to me, Sam Burns is 23rd or better in the field in everything that I'm looking for. And the one thing that he's 23rd in is is driving distance, which again I said was more of a more of a tiebreaker type thing for me than anything else. It's eleventh in ball striking, eighth in par five scoring, eleventh in opportunities gained, eleventh in birdie or better gain. So I mean these are all the things that I'm looking for as far as a scorer goes and and he brings all that to the table. And then you just have the overall kind of solid player there in Horschel, who, by the way, is in pretty good form as well. Yes. So yeah, played I'm, well last week at uh, Harbor. Yeah, is in pretty good form as well. So I, I understand 12 to 1 is typically not a range that I would love to delve in too often. But, you know, all said and done, we're only talking about, you know, 80 runners here in this thing. And and so you're gonna not going to get as good as odds when there's only when there's only 80 runners. And so uh, I'll take the 12 to one on what I think is a, a really, really strong pairing for the two different skill sets. Who are some of the longer shot pairings that you looked at this week? Honestly, I didn't get outside of the kind of 50 55 ish range, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, that was kind of as as deep as I got. And. That was in the that was kind of in the kind of Hadwin ish Svensson range for for that for me. Um, I didn't get much further than that because I I do think whenever you kind of start to see how star studded this field is and some of these pairings with guys that are that I think really really complement each other. I'm not saying that the guys down the board can't take it home. I just I just feel like that there is so much talent kind of in the top to the mid range that the super long shots didn't really, didn't really come up for me. This no, they, they did not for me either. The longest shot I took was 50 to one. Mm -hmm. uh, when we come back, we will go across the pond. Mr. Reynolds not in today, but I do have his plays for the European tour event. We'll also get to major implications. And then of course, in the final segment, our match play segment with all of our plays for the Zurich classic of new Orleans. We'll be right back with more on long shots. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, 
you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if... no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Long Shots. Brady Cannon and Matt Brown with you taking a look at the Zurich Classic of New Orleans this week. But we do want to go across the pond. No Wes Reynolds with us today, but I do have his plays for the ISPS Onda Championship in Spain. Uh, these are outright selections for Wes. He's got Adrian Atagui at 40 to 1. He is a Spaniard playing there in his home country. He's got Laurie Cantor at 40 to 1. Antoine Rosner at 66 to 1. Hurley Long at 80 to 1. And Lucas Nemes at 125 to 1. Wes, always uh, good with the European Tour selections. He's been off for a few weeks because the European Tour, the DP World Tour, if you will, has not had an event uh, in a few weeks. But Wes, back after it this week in Spain. Major implications just 30 days away from the PGA Championship. So you've got exactly one more month to handicap the second major golf championship of the season. Southern Hills in Tulsa, Oklahoma will be the venue. It's a classic Parkland style course. One of the top 100 courses in America. Perry Maxwell design who also did Colonial Country Club in Fort Worth, Texas. And uh, Matt, Mr. Humans, our colleague, has already submitted a couple of plays for the PGA Championship. I have not made any personally. I just started doing some of my research on this golf course and maybe what style of player it's going to favor. But uh, Matt Humans went back to the well with Will Zalatoris at 34 to 1. He was on him for the Masters, and Zalatoris, of course, for the second straight year, performed very well at Augusta. So Zalatoris at Southern Hills at 34 to 1, and then also Maverick McNeely at 135 to 1. Interestingly enough, it would be the first PGA Tour win for both of these guys, and uh, Matt's guessing it's going to come at a major. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I think that that's kind of the realm that I'm going to start looking at, kind of the range that I'm going to start looking at in the research as well. I mean, this is not to this is not to knock any of the guys at the top of the board, but, you know, Rom coming into all these tournaments at, at 9, 10, 11 to mm-hmm. 1, and, you know, the win equity for, for, for that is just not – it's just not there. And your ROI, if you're betting a whole bunch of these 8 and 9 and 10 to 1s, is just not going to – it's not going to be there, you know. And so a guy like Rom, it's not like he's – tiger in his prime and he should not be especially in this day and age with 
a massive amount of guys every time they tee it up that can win, right? At that's least the, 50, right? That's the difference between this era of golf and what we saw mm-hmm. even a decade ago. Like there are, like you said, I mean, we are 30, 40, maybe even 50 deep guys that are that are talented enough when they tee it up that they can go out there and win. And so these guys that are 11 and 12 and 13, and that even includes Scotty Scheffler, you know, at, I'm looking here at, at DraftKings, he's 12 to 1 you know, to to win this thing. And as, as awesome as he's been and as hot as he's been, I can't bet a guy, I don't think, in a tournament this deep with this type of field at 12 to 1. No, I'm completely with you. I, I haven't made a bet yet. Mm-hmm. If I, you know, when we get to the majors, like I bet on, uh, I bet on Dustin Johnson to win the Masters at 18. Mm-hmm. Turned out to be an okay play. Yeah. You know, he, he, I, I think he finished top 20 for sure. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll usually maybe pick one of those guys. Yep. And, and you know what? And I had Rory at 20 to one as well, yep. finished second. Um, but I, I really can't go more than two with those short shots. Yep. And on a week to week tournament. Now, like you said, this week's a little different. There's really only 80 players yep. or 80 teams, what have you. Um, but yeah, you can't make a living betting a lot of those guys at 12 to one. I'll give you this one. Now, this is the next major on mm-hmm. tap uh, for July. That, of course, is the op- well, it actually be the final major of the season, the Open Championship in July. Um, right after the Masters, I played Tiger at 50 to one. Nice. Because it's St. Andrews where he's won twice before and we talk about tiger woods and if he's going to win a tournament again it's probably going to be at these courses that he's dominated in the past mm-hmm. tory pines bay hill memorial augusta national and guess where else st andrews where he's won twice there's also quite a correlation with st andrews and the masters zach johnson Nick Faldo, Tiger Woods have won at both places. You look at Louis Eustazen, who's always done well at the Masters, has also won at St. Andrews. Mark Leishman typically fares well at Augusta, got into a playoff with Zach Johnson in 2015 at St. Andrews. The other thing I like about it, Matt, is I think what we saw from Tiger Woods at the Masters is the golf is not bad and the golf can get better. It was really about his physical health. Mm-hmm. He ran out of gas and couldn't walk anymore over the weekend, and and the golf suffered because of that. But if he is able to, in the next three months, get healthier and, and, and able to walk a golf course better than he was back in April, he's also dealing with a course that is completely flat. We know mm-hmm. how hilly yep. Augusta is. The British Open at St. Andrews will be completely flat and much easier to walk. So I thought Tiger at 50-1 to 1 made sense for a few different reasons. I actually uh, I played I played something as well after um, actually in the middle of this week I, I played Tommy Fleetwood uh, over at the Open at just over forty to one I think it was forty one and, and change or something like that but kind of under the radar Fleetwood's been having a really solid season mm-hmm. and you start to look at the advanced stats and like his strokes gained total over the last twenty four rounds and. So, again, I'm, I'm assuming maybe he can kind of keep this momentum going up until we get there, but I'm looking a little bit at this recent at, at the recent numbers and thinking that he might keep this going. But, you know, his strokes game total over the last 24 rounds out of all PGA players is 16th in, in, in the PGA Tour. And you start to look, his, his short game, 12th overall, and out of all the PGA Tour players around the green, 10th overall. So, he started to put some stuff together. I started. I think that he started to figure some stuff out as well. And again, being able to get that number on him, where 
if he keeps his momentum up, I think that number is going to shrink by the time that we get there. So I got it in on Tommy Fleetwood a little over 40 to one. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And, uh, you know, you've seen him near the top of leaderboards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe he had a pretty good finish at Augusta yeah. as well. Yeah, just can't quite get there. But maybe that that could be the tournament that could get him there. Well, and again, if you do well at Augusta, you should do well at St. Andrews. Certainly a correlation between those two courses. All right, next up, it is our match play segment. We'll go over all of Matt's plays and my plays and also Wes Reynolds' plays for the Zurich Classic of New Orleans. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Long Shots. Brady Cannon and Matt Brown with you. It is time for our match play segment. We go over all of our plays for this week's tournament. That, of course, is the Zurich Classic at TPC Louisiana. We will start with Wes Reynolds, who is out today. Uh, Billy Horschel and Sam Burns. That team, I believe, is a consensus pick for all of us here today. 
West was able to get them at 13 to 1. He also played Benny On and Sunjay M at 40 to 1. Remember, this is a two-person team event, so a couple of players here forming one unit. Christian Bezadenhout and Charles Schwartzel, a pair of South Africans, at 60 to 1. And a Canadian team, Adam Hadwin and Adam Svensson at 65 to 1. And then finally, his long shot, Tyler Duncan and Adam Shank, a couple of Purdue Boilermakers at 180 to 1 to win the Zurich Classic, Matt. We share a couple of those plays for sure. The one that I was eyeballing that he played that that uh, I didn't quite get there was that that Bezaden Hout and and Schwartzel team. Schwartzel has been again All another of sudden, one of those guys right? like I said, okay. yeah, like I said, another like kind of like that Fleetwood type deal to where a little bit under the radar has been putting some really solid results together. And I think Bezatenhout's a guy that is probably a champion in waiting here. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to win multiple times on tour. Just hasn't quite gotten there yet. As well, and in a team event like this, where not all the pressure's on you, and you get a, do you get to rely on one of your partners, something like that. I was real close, and you know, maybe by the time this thing tees off, I might have them in the account as well. Well, and Schwartzel's done well here in the past, teaming mm-hmm. up with uh, Louis Eustace, and so he's got some experience in this event that might assist Chris John Bizadenhout as well. How about your plays? Uh, did you just play outrights, or did you do any head-to-head matchups or anything as uh, well? I, I have I have some head-to-heads in the account, but the majority of the stuff right now that I have in there is just 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 the outrights. Um, and I played Burns and Horschel again. You know, I mean, it's. it's I know we're all on that, but listen, you're talking about score. I wanted scores. Those guys are scoring. And Billy Horschel, again, has been playing so incredibly well. He's in great form over the last 24 rounds, fourth in this entire field. Remember, there's 160 golfers in this field, 80 teams. That's why we're saying 80 runners. But, you know, it's, it's teams of, of two. So out of this, out of 160 golfers, he's fourth in this entire field over the last 24 rounds and birdie or better gained. And and that's what I want in this. That's what I was looking for in this. And we know that Sam Burns is, is a gigantic scorer. So love, love, love that team. I understand it's it's short odds, but we're only talking about 80, 80 guys here. So I am – I'm in on that. I played Neiman and Pereira, um, much like I talked about Zayden Howd. I think that um, I think that Mito Pereira is another guy that is kind of a, a champion in waiting. I think he's a guy that is going to win multiple times on tour as as well. And so he was another guy that I kind of wanted to look at, kind of wanted to target a little bit more. And then you start to look at just the ball striking numbers, the opportunities gained. That's what I'm looking for here. I want the guys to get a chance to score. And Amito Prayer has been able to, to do that and has been doing that recently. And we all know Joaquin Neiman. I need not tell you why I like Joaquin <laughs> Neiman. He's just awesome each and every week. Um, and that was at 20 to one. And so the next one was 35 to one was Will Zalat Torres Duke Riley. And, and, and the thing with the thing with this one is I really wanted exposure, uh, with, um, to Zalat Torres. And so then da- with his partner, Davis Riley, the only th- problem was, is there are a lot of things he doesn't do well that I was looking for, but there were at least a couple of things that he does well. And, you know, listen, he bombs it pretty good. So in the alt in the alt shot deal, he can kind of help out from a driver perspective. He is 25th in this field in, in driving distance, and so that could help out. He's 45th in birdie or better gain, so it's not like he's horrible or anything like that. I think that that is 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 okay. But you know, I just wanted some exposure to Sal Torres. The guy just each and every week goes out there and proves that he is. Well, he's obviously a, a champion in the making. Yes, and, and I tell you what, I think Davis Riley is too. Now he's maybe another year or two away. Who knows? They may they may get it this week, being able to team up with mm-hmm. Willie Z. But 
I think that guy is an up and comer as well. And and you know he's he's got kind of a lot of the things that we look for in in in, a, in the modern player, right? He's got the distance. Mm-hmm. He is a scorer. He's got to get a little bit better on some of these other things. But like, he he can get there, right? He's still and, a young kid. Yeah, he, he, and, yeah, and he can definitely get there. And and in a on a week where again everything's not just on him, mm-hmm. I do like the fact that that uh, he can kind of rely on Will just a little bit as well. Thirty five to one on that team. Then I did play. Hadwin and Svensson at 55 to one, um, probably for a lot of the same reasons that that Wes did. But you're looking at guys here, like I said, I'm okay with volatility. And Svensson's a birdie maker and he's a bogey maker as well. And I don't really care this week with all of that. If you've if you've watched the scoreboards, if you've had any tickets on Svensson, you've probably ripped your hair out because <laughs> the guy just rockets up and down scoreboards. Like it's crazy because he'll go on a stretch of three straight birdies and then he'll go a stretch of three straight bogeys. But in a tournament like this, specifically where it's so important, on the best ball days, just go make me some birdies. And and, and hopefully Adam Hadwin, who is a steady Eddie type player. Hopefully he makes the birdies when Spencer yes, blows yeah, up, right? Yeah. And so I am I'm super excited about about that team at fifty five to one as well. I really did like that one a ton. Between the two of them, they have five top ten finishes mm-hmm. on tour this year. Um, I landed on that team as well. I landed on this team as well. Sam Burns and Billy Horschel. It's just really hard not to take a look at this group. They were fourth here last year. Billy Horschel has won this team event before with Scott Piercy. He's also won the stroke play version at this course. Uh, Burns, of course, from the area, has local knowledge with the golf course. They're both excellent putters on Bermuda surface. Uh, That's what you've got this week, Bermuda grass putting greens. Um, I took a shot with Taylor Gooch and Max Homa at 25 to one. Both of these guys ranked really high in the stats that I looked at. Taylor Gooch, third in the field on the par threes over 200 yards. Max Homa, first in the field in strokes gained par fives. Harold Varner the third and Bubba Watson at 25 to one. I really like this pairing, and I think maybe Matt, there's a little bit of good mojo or good camaraderie here with the way they finished in Saudi mm-hmm. Arabia. Remember Bubba's waiting up by the hole, figuring he's going to have a playoff, and and Varner drains that 90 foot putt or whatever <laughs> to win the tournament. So I think it's kind of fun that they're paired together. Uh, Varner third in the field in strokes gained approach, 22nd in scrambling. Both of these guys make a lot of birdies, and Varner finished eighth here in. 2018 and of course Bubba has won at this course in a stroke play format as well I'm with you on uh, Mito and Neiman uh, the Chilean uh, contingent here from Santiago Chile Um, but I also really like both of their style of game for this course you Mm -hmm. talked about strokes gained approach they're both excellent uh, around the greens I think Mito Pereira is like number three uh, in the field in scrambling Uh, and he is certainly an up-and-comer I like what you have talked about where the pressure isn't necessarily all on the young kid he's got a he's got a player like Joaquin Neiman who I believe is 16th in the world to lean on a little bit this week so uh, I like the team uh, team format for those two guys Keegan Bradley and Brendan Steele at 33 to 1 these guys are both really good off the tee long accurate drivers of the golf ball great on approach they both make a lot of birdies they finished fourth here last year and they've done really well uh, at the American Express. I talked about Pete Dye's stadium course in La Quinta. Both Steele and uh, Bradley have done really well at that course in the past. 
Uh, Patton Kazire and JT Poston at 45 to 1. A couple of Sea Island guys. They both prefer the Bermuda grass putting surface. Kazire has been top five here uh, before, Poston 22nd. Both have good history at the Amex. Kazire, good uh, compliment here. Kazire, good on approach, whereas Poston is very good on the short game. Number one in the field for scrambling. And then I'm with you on Team Canada as well, Adam Hadwin and Adam Svensson. The only one that I, again, like I said, I, I did look at the Schwartzel-Bazatenhout team. I think that that might can make my card. The other one was, that was interesting to me that didn't quite get there but might before this is all said and done was Grayson Sig and, and Sepp Straka. I looked at that one, too. They yep. are – so neither one of them really excels in any of the f- stuff that I was looking for, but they're all in that, like, top 30, top 40. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're kind of – they're in that upper – yeah, they're in that upper tier of everything that I'm looking for. Now, they don't excel in any of this stuff, but, hey, maybe the combination of the two and all the things where they where there is a couple of different uh, – deficiencies or something like that could end up making a, a good pairing there. So that's a kind of a 50-55-ish to one that, that might end up making the, the card as well. Yeah, no, I looked at that one too. Mm-hmm. It, it does worry me a little bit that I don't believe either guy, maybe Straka has, um, but I'm not sure maybe both guys have not played in this event before. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's sometimes that's new to guys too. You know, a, a team event can be a little mm-hmm. bit foreign. We'll see if uh, it, it becomes, uh, you know, a benefit or a deterrent. Uh, Next week, we are in Mexico for the Mexico Open, and Rick Gaiman from CBS Sports and Rick Run Good will join us to help break it down. Matt, thank you very much for jumping in today, not only being our guest, but filling in for Wes Reynolds. Enjoy the Zurich Classic of New Orleans, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to Long Shots. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.